Happy Feast Day of the Ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today we remember, we commemorate on the 40th day after the resurrection, the 40th day after Easter, that Christ ascended in his humanity to the right hand of the Father. He did so by going up in a cloud, which was prophesied by the prophet Daniel that the Son of Man would come before the Ancient of Days, God the Father, and receive, coming on the clouds and receive a kingdom from the Father. Actually, not just a kingdom, all the kingdoms of the world would be given to the Messiah, the Son of Man. And today's feast is the feast, truly, of the priesthood of Jesus Christ. He died on Good Friday. He shed all of his blood for us. He descended to the dead, Holy Saturday. He rose again on the third day for our justification. He spent 40 days giving a crash course seminary to the apostles. And then he said, he goes to the Father, and to stay in Jerusalem, praying for the first novena nine days with the Blessed Mother, and he would send the gift of the paraclete the Holy Ghost, on the 50th day, which is the Feast of Pentecost, the gift of the Holy Spirit. On the 40th day, he ascends to the right hand of the Father as our priest. If you read the epistle of Hebrews, you see that Christ ascends into the heavenly tabernacle, the heavenly temple. And there, in the apocalypse, you see that he's the Lamb of God on the altar. Hebrews says that he's always living to make intercession for them, that is, for us. So the Feast of the Ascension is the feast of Christ's own priesthood in which he enters into heaven with his humanity. And what is he doing? He is interceding for you and me. He's standing before the Father with his five wounds and saying, I have died for their redemption. I have purchased them with my blood. And then he goes one beyond, and he sends the third person of the Holy Trinity down upon the church to safeguard the church, and then through baptism and confirmation, the Holy Ghost and the seven gifts of the Holy Ghost into our hearts. And there's even another gift, holy orders, in which the Holy Ghost sanctifies certain men prepared to be his priests and ministers in the church to distribute the sacraments and to offer the holy sacrifice of the mass. Now, one of the things that you hear in Catholic apologetics when we talk about the Blessed Mother is we say, well, the Blessed Virgin Mary was assumed into heaven. She was taken up. But Jesus Christ ascended into heaven. So ascension is going up by your own power. Mary is not God. So she was assumed into heaven. That's Completely orthodox, completely solid. In fact, St. Thomas Aquinas in the Summa Theologiae, in the third part, question 57, Article 3, did Christ ascend by his own power? And Thomas Aquinas goes to great lengths showing, yes, Christ ascended by his own power. He says, it is written in Isaiah, this beautiful one in his robe, walking in the greatness of his strength. And St. Gregory the Great it is to be noted that we read of Elias having ascended in a chariot, that it might be shown that one who was mere man needed another's help. But we do not read of our Savior being lifted up either in a chariot 
or by angels, because he who made all things was taken up above all things by his own power. So the key here is understanding that Christ ascended in his humanity by his own power. He didn't need help. He didn't need a chariot. He didn't need angels. Now, there is something a little bit confusing when you look in the Latin Vulgate, and I've put the three verses right here next to my left ear. In these places, in the Vulgate, in Mark's Gospel, and twice in the Book of Acts, it uses the Latin term, assumptus, where we get the word assumption, with regard to the ascension of Christ. Let me read these to you. Right? So it says, um, he was assumed into heaven. This is in Mark 16.9. Assumptus est in chalum. Is the Vulgate teaching error here? Let's look at Acts. Acts chapter 1, verse 2. Again, assumptus est. Assumptus est. He was assumed. Acts chapter 1, verse 11. Hic, Jesus, qui assumptus es, avobis in celum. Assumed. So is the Vulgate using the wrong language here? No, no. Assumptus is passive, and it is him being assumed. And of course, there's an inner Trinitarian power going on here. Of course, the Father is drawing him. He's also ascending by his own power. So there's not a contradiction here. I think it is interesting, you know, we always stress that Our Lady, the Blessed Mother, was assumed, assumpta est. But we can also, in an orthodox way, say that Christ was assumed, but we always have to make the distinction, which is proper in orthodox, as St. Thomas Aquinas does, as St. Gregory the Great does, to say that Christ rose by divine power. He elevated himself to the right hand of the Father. In my recent studies, I've been working on the Apocalypse, the book of Acts. What I've noticed is, is when you get to the ascension of Christ, this is what's exciting. When you get to the ascension of Christ, the ministry of Christ, the priesthood of Christ does not stop. What happens is, is it continues on earth through the help and the assistance of the Holy Ghost, third person of the Trinity, on Our, Our Lady and on the apostles, and then through them, through apostolic succession and the proclamation of the gospel to the end of time. So it, it kind of splits here. You see Christ's ministry on earth. That's the apostolic ministry in the church. But then in the book of Revelation, the apocalypse, you see the ministry of Christ from a heavenly point of view. You see him as the Lamb of God. You see him as the Lion of Judah. Uh, you see him as judge. You see him as writing out on a white horse as the victor and reaping and collecting his souls, his beloved ones, his elect, his chosen into the new Jerusalem, which is the bride of Christ. He's sealing the 144,000, which is all the saved. It's not a literal number also called the great multitude. And it's called the apocalypse because in Greek apocalypse, apo means from, and calypso means to veil. So when you apocalypse something, you take away the veil, you reveal. And that's what's so great about 
the book of the apocalypse is we're seeing the action of Christ in the book of Acts and all the way to the coming of the Antichrist. We're seeing it from that heavenly point of view, whereas in the book of Acts and in church history, we're seeing it all from the earthly point of view. And I think when we get discouraged because of scandals in the church or problems in the church, it's always important to remember that the real, the real action, the real power, the real energy, the plan is always in that heavenly point of view. You can have bad priests, bad deacons, bad religious bishops in the history of the church, but the essence, the heavenly anchor, the hope is Christ ruling as king with Our Lady and with all the angels and with all the saints who were once sinners like us, and now they've been transformed by divine grace into gold, into saints. And they are ruling with Christ on thrones, it says in the apocalypse. They're on thrones with Christ, reigning. They even, it says in the apocalypse, are taking the prayers of us on earth as incense in golden vials and presenting them to the Lamb of God. So they're even involved in a mediation. They're not mediators like Christ. They have a sub-mediation. But they're reigning with Christ who is ascended at the right hand of the Father. So when you think about the Feast of the Ascension, remember that he ascended on the 40th day. This is also the day when the Paschal candle is snuffed because the humanity of Christ has left earth and is now ascended to the right hand of the Father. And that Christ truly, right now, in his body and in his blood and in his soul and his divinity, still exists. True, in a transfigured way. But Christ still has a body. He still has hands and a face. He has a side wound. He has a heart. Right now. And he has blood. Otherwise, our Eucharist wouldn't make any sense. How could bread and wine transubstantiate into the body and blood of Christ if the body and blood of Christ don't exist anymore. The reason we have the miracle of transubstantiation is because the body and blood of Jesus still exists at the right hand of the Father. That's the mystery of the ascension, and that's today's mystery. All right, well, thanks for watching. And if you like this video, give it a thumbs up. I appreciate it. Please subscribe and hit the bell for notifications. And please share this video on Facebook, Twitter, wherever you use social media. Pray that rosary every day. And remember, our Lord Jesus Christ is you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless and Godspeed.